1: Yes, good evening. You are listening to WLID. You know, and this is
0: Dave. I knew you were going to do that, and I almost started like,
1: real smooth. But the
0: fans are like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: It's not. We're totally doing the radio voice. A <laughs> oh, whole God. episode. Should we just mimic like how radio should sound? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. of our
0: guests, like Lord I can't listen God. to
1: Slim and not want to talk like Slim. I don't, like, don't like talk like that. Just, <laughs> I really don't. Graffiti <laughs> and Dave on the radio. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
0: Dope radio. Bing.
1: 960 da, 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 do. The Dope do, do. do- Radio. Ya bitch. That's definitely not on the radio.
0: Yeah. How you feeling, bro?
2: If I was to run the radio show, it might say, ya bitch. It "Yeah, bitch. It might
1: throw it there. Yeah,
0: we're fired on first. <laughs> uh, yep. yeah. yeah. All right, man. So we got a special guest
1: in the building. Super special.
0: From that little bit right there. You probably already know who this is.
1: He ain't new to this. He's true to this. Yeah, man. He's a professional at
0: this shit. But we got my man Slim in the building. Y'all clap it up for Slim.
2: Hey. <clears <clears <throat> Can I get y'all to come in in my show and do that intro for me like every afternoon? Yeah, man. Oh, absolutely. Oops, excuse me. It's a table right here. It's a table. I'm strong, dude. Yeah, I'm <laughs> a little heavier than I thought. <laughs> Picked up the biggie table? Like a bone density? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. You guys, thanks so much for having me. And okay. it's, it's my honor to be here. And I'm really proud of the program you guys have been doing and for how long you've been doing it, that you stuck with it, some of the guests you've had on it, some of the touchy subjects that you guys have talked, to, talked about and gotten through. Yeah. That's that's the, that's where I really give you guys the most credit is you guys talked about some things where <laughs> I'm like, Oh man, where do you even how do you even come back next week? Right and 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 face the people when they're like, what did you guys let that person say last week? Yeah, yeah. You know, 'cause that's a lot of times when you do things like this, it comes down on the host. No, that's it true. doesn't it Every doesn't night. matter. That you guys are like, look, all we did was ask the questions. You still get the heat sometimes from the responses. Right. You know? Man. The fact that you gave that person a platform. Yeah, not something. You know, sometimes every is, damn time. Is, <laughs> is where people will, will be like, why they even get to speak? Right. You know? But then you got to let people know that, you know what? First of all, everybody deserves the right to speak, even the people that you can't stand and if you don't want to hear what they have to say. You can't take away anybody's right to speak, mm. but you gave people—I hated what they had to say. I don't even want to, but you—you you gave people an opportunity to listen to what those folks are saying, and 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 now really feel the reason why you you're base
3: angry. Your opinion mm-hmm. on yeah, that. base your
2: opinion on something other than you know. Well, I just don't think they deserve the right to speak. Why? I don't know. Mm. Yeah. well listen to it and discourse. listen to it and they get mad right Dis- you know discourse so, is
1: important it is it, it's important to have discussions with people who don't think the same as you hell Ooh. yeah you live
2: with them trust me they're walking right beside you yeah. down the street yeah you're right when you go on to a music festival and everybody's jamming out to the same music, it don't mean they say they have the same feelings and, and thoughts on things. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know? So you're living with them, you got to learn to understand why people disagree with you on different things.
0: Exactly. Effective exactly. is important.
2: We could sit here and talk about religion and politics and bam, world would go
0: hot right now. Right, right.
1: You know? So we won't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so we'll breeze past that.
1: Yeah, I was going to say whether you whether you discuss it or not, uh we're in the situation that we are in because people felt the way that they felt. Yeah. Basically. And, and voted for who they voted for, Basically. Whether, whether they talked about it or not. You know, so you end up in a lot of, and it's not just
2: religion and politics. It's a lot of different subjects. Shoot, everybody, you know, they listen, a lot of people that listen to your program are real deep into the music scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they got their views on that. Whether they like today's music, don't like today's music. What kind of artist deserves to be on top? What kind of artist doesn't? Right. You know, how come this person can get in trouble for something and this person can't?
1: You know, everybody got opinions on all kinds of different well, things. Look at that OG move. He just pivoted the conversation to music. Like, okay, that was tight. But, I know. I'm like, I'm like, hey, we didn't even get to the who are you, what get, do you do yet? Off of this you, or that.
0: But you know? <laughs> well, for the people that don't know, who are you?
1: What do you do? Uh,
2: my name is Slim. Well, my name is Senen Rodriguez, and on the radio, I go by Slim. And I, you know, a lot of people just call me that all the time. But in, in the end, I know when I go home, I'm just Senen. And you know, I go, I go home to my house and my dogs, and, and I chill out and relax like anybody else. And so radio is just part of who I am. But I work on uh, the radio here right now, currently at Flow 107.1 and flow. Jammin' 101.5. Hey. And uh, I do both of them, and I, and I love it dearly. It's what I've done for 25 years previously. Uh, I raised some folks listening out here when I was at KS1075 for nine years. I was there from 2001 to 2010. Oh. Uh, before that, I worked at 106 KML in San Francisco. I uh, worked for some really great people out there. I don't, I, I don't want to name drop a whole bunch of people because you're going to be like, just name drop it. But, <laughs> but I worked for some really great people that taught me a lot about this business and, and, and how it works and how to survive it and how to keep on moving through it. worked at a radio station before that called Wild 107 and now exists in San Francisco as Wild 94.9. And then way back in the day when I needed to kick my foot through the door to learn about radio and figure out how to get into this business, believe it or not, folks, I started at a classical radio station. What? Playing classical music.
0: What? Yes. Give us a little sample of of how you would even intro a classical song.
2: Just push the buttons. (laughs) You push the and You let see. When you start, you just start out at the bottom. Yeah. So I shouldn't say I was introducing the classical music. I had Mm -hmm. to play somebody else's voice doing it. Gotcha. And pushing all these buttons and then learning to do weekend UCLA Bruins football games that were being simulcast into the Bay Area where I was at, Mm -hmm. into the station, and learning to, to run the board for those things. But I started at a classical radio station because when I was a kid, I was in boys choir Uh and I was in the San Francisco boys choir. And we used to I I love music my whole life. I sang. I played piano, played the violin. Um, Played the violin. Yeah, because I, I hey, you know, you can't hate on no kind of instrument ever no. man if somebody plays the the cowbell mm-hmm. when they tell you they play the cowbell yeah, better play the shit, they, right. they, they better play it but yeah, yeah. They, but they can play it too. Right. right you know when somebody says i play the yeah. cowbell <laughs> right. okay i don't ring it i don't sit there and tap it yeah. there's people that they i play right all right while i sing and back off yeah you know but um i learned a lot uh, violin and piano were so so important because I learned how to read music mm. You know, which I don't know if I can still do. I got a little couple of techniques I remember to read a scale, but that's a good, that's a good scale, <laughs> but I no. used to I used to read music and and sing, and my voice changed. And when my voice changed, I had always loved the radio, and I had yeah. I was a fan of a whole bunch of really cool radio DJs. Where you know, nowadays a lot of radio DJs just that say shit. what's on the paper. Yeah, huh? you get you had you got to, you, and this is at all radio stations. And it's not a, a, a hate thing to anybody because most of the time you're boss is the one telling you what to do and what to say and when to say it. Mm. But you read off of a board in front of you and you put it into your own words and you tend to have five different things on a board that they tell you to different, to say. Right. If you're only talking five times an hour, and let's say I tell you one time you can be entertaining and the other four times I want you to read that board, mm. you know, mm. it starts to become pretty redundant. And right. so there's a lot of people being redundant. I grew up listening to people that didn't really read what was on that board. Yeah. So how do you overcome, overcome robotics? that? Um... You start off reading what's on that board if you want that job. <laughs> right. They tell you straight up you read what's on that board. But you push the envelope reading that board, you know that somebody how you know you know the complacent-ass DJ that's been doing it for 20-plus years like myself do. When he reads the board, gets pretty lazy about it and just reads exactly what's on the board and maybe switches one word. When you're up and coming and you're hungry for it and you want to get into this business, you go, I'm going to read that way better than Slim could, way better than so-and-so could. I'm going to spice it. I'm going to put my own spin on it. I ain't going to read what's on the board. I'm going to give you the same message on it. But other than the words the and or that are up yeah. there, every other word, I'm replacing with a different version. Right. right. Well, I can't replace the the. I can go duh. <laughs> <Right. You know>? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so radio is a tough industry, man. So, been yeah. In it for 25 years. Yes, yeah, 25 years. Now. How old the hell?
2: Um, for one thing, you got to love this business. Yeah. And... It's one thing to, to say you got to love the music because I love the music. I love all kinds of music. It's not just one form of music. I, I really feel that I could go into some other radio stations and other formats and do it. It's why I do two different formats now. Yeah. But uh, I think the only thing that could ever hold me back from uh, country music is that I might still sound a little bit too much like I'm from Vallejo, California, right. you know, and not from the country. But um, you, you got to love this business. You got to put your whole heart into it. You, you give your life away. And that's, you know, if you really want to succeed for 25 years, I don't recommend it, honestly, because like I've given I've given up family. I've given up my home, my friends all to pursue this job, oh, right? wow. you know, and I'm at a point now in my life where I love this business, but um, I would never do what I did again. Right. Like, like Denver is my home. Ooh. Y'all going to watch me grow old here. Hey, you, right. you, you think you just see me now because I'm on the radio. But when I'm not on the radio, you're still going to see me. Mm. you're still going to in these same places that we all go to and hang out at and places we bump into when a fair is happening downtown, when, it, when, it, when it's Taste of Colorado, and I, and I ain't seen you in six months, and I bump into you, and we have our moment and go, what's right. up? You're still going to see that 20 years from now, too. I'm just going to be much older, much balder, and much grayer. Right. <laughs> and, and at that point in my life, I think that you'll probably be calling me by my regular name and not Slim anymore. Right. And if, if you still call me Slim, it's just from the nostalgia of it. I don't have know be, known you for that, that long. Be swole
0: by the end.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I've been working on that for four months and it oh, still ain't happening. It, it still ain't happening. It still ain't happening. I I think I weigh the exact same amount, but it's muscular now. <laughs> you <Yeah, he> almost flipped <laughs> over this table. Yeah, man. Yeah, don't feel that bad. was just because I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy, boy. It can, you can be nervous, you know, even as a radio DJ, you can be nervous to come on somebody else's program. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, for one, I want to do a good job for y'all. I don't want to overlay, uh, over uh, modulate your mics and, and pop too much. Oh, no, you know, I got all these things that I be thinking about as a, as a DJ. <laughs> like I got to do this right. I know I ain't, I ain't drank enough water, and y'all can can taste my saliva right now. <laughs> you know, I, I can actually hear you. Yeah, see, <laughs> you, you got the headphones. I ain't got them, so well, I don't, I don't know exactly what be going down. But um, if you really love, if you want to get into radio, for one, don't let anybody tell you that it's a dying business, that it's it's disappearing, that it's going away. And I know I've seen many posts by you where you ask folks, do you listen to the radio at all? And people say, no, I don't listen to the radio. And I hear you, people. Yeah, I hear you. But you're also not the only people out there and some of you are listening to the radio more than you say you listen. That's why you can complain about things that you heard even though you said you didn't listen. Right. Because right. <laughs> I catch you That's all a the great time catch you all the time when you like, I don't ever listen to you guys. But last week you said blah 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 yeah. You just told me you don't never listen to us. Right. But you catch me saying that foul shit I said. <laughs> yes, I said it. <laughs> you know, but you don't never listen. Yeah. Um so if you if you want to get into business, you gotta really want it you got to be willing to make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. This, this isn't, uh, man, I, I went to school, and now somebody give me a job. Right. This isn't, uh, i got a 20-hour internship, you know, and so I show up all my 20 hours, and how come it's not paying off? This is, I put, I used to, I, I call myself, like, I work half as hard as I did when I started. Because to get into this business, I used to put in fucking eighty-hour weeks. Like, yeah. It was nothing. Like yeah. it was nothing. I, I don't even complain when I think back and I'm like, holy shit, I slept four or five hours. That's it. And and it we'd be packing. back up, yeah. you know. And when I was off the clock, when I wasn't being paid, I still gave him another eight hours, you know. And I go out in this van for him and, and hustle this to build a name for myself at the time and to show that I wanted this more than the next person. Right. Because when you're in an internship, and this is for any job any job at all when you go into an internship unless you're the only person that's been hired as an intern and you everybody's intern Mm. chances are you competing with four five six ten other interns right what's the difference between you and the other person right you think they don't want it too so everybody wants it everybody's showing up for their 20 hours that you you're supposed to do so what are you going to do in that 20 hours to make yourself different from the other person? Right. For one, you can always add extra hours. Right. So that's the first thing I always did. But you got to also make, or, so you add 30 hours, but you really only half-ass, So you 15. Mm.
3: Right.
2: No, you, you 30 hard hours. You got to work hard at anything. So if you want to get into the radio business, just like in any other business, you're going to start it as an intern, and you work harder than everybody next to you. Right. You know, and you, you, you fight for that. You know, you don't step on people. You yeah. don't hurt people to get it. You just work
0: harder. Straight up. Straight up.
2: Mm. You know, everybody want to hurt somebody else. Y'all, so I have to get rid of them. Yeah. So I can make it. You ain't need to get rid of nobody. You just got to work harder. They become pointless. They don't exist no more. Mm.
0: They won't match that energy. No.
2: Right. So how have I survived so long? I work harder. Mm. You know, I, and I know the people that I know that are still surviving, the same thing. They'll tell you the same thing. I work harder.
0: Yeah. Straight you know? like that.
2: I come in every day. I'm not on the air till 3 p.m. I'm at work at 11 a.m. Every day still. I'm also the commercial production director. That was an extra duty that I, that I was able to ask for. I wanted it. Yeah. Give me more work. Let me show you I want to be here. Right. That ain't. I've been doing this for so long. Man, I, sh- I should have the light load. No, it's, I got to lead the way. I still, when we have an event, I'm the one volunteering for it. Mm. I'll lead the way. I, I'm going to work. Right. Nobody else wants to do it. I'll do it. Right. If it's not paid. Who cares? Somebody got to do this job. How does this radio station exist?
1: So that, you got to have that mentality if you want to be in this business. Mm, that's real. That's real. It's motivating. So you as far work. as like celebrity stories, what's some of like the craziest things you've experienced working with celebrities, artists who may have came up to the radio station or just working any of the shows, concerts? You know, I don't really have too many crazy stories. I mean, I can tell you Lil John got
2: me fucked up one time because he didn't <laughs> want to do this interview he, he had, it was a crunktober concert that he had done and he mm-hmm. came backstage and he didn't want to do this interview at all and kendall was back there and he was like you got to do this interview and he was like i'll do a will do this interview but you have to drink kendall Kend- <laughs> kendall b is a radio dj if y'all remember kendall b yeah shout uh, to Kendall, um, yeah. uh and kendall doesn't drink at all and uh, i was an alcoholic and, <laughs> and i was like little john you do the interview i'll do the drinking and that dude poured down an entire bottle down my throat and then kept going and going. So, I mean, there's crazy shit like that. But I think more so what I trip out is I've never really cared about celebrities. Right. Like, real talk. Right. I've never. It's fun. I, I think the, the one time I got really excited, real talk, was E-40 because uh, – from vallejo yeah I grew up on e40 used to spend a lot of time in the bay area with him in the studio uh, for other djs when i was coming up and i always got to be around him. but i always wanted to do the interview myself and it was my birthday mm. and i want to say it's like 10 years ago or so and uh, he came into the studio uh, after doing a concert and he was supposed to just do a little 15 minute interview mm-hmm. and he stayed and we started uh chopping it up and before long like uh, we had done the interview for like an hour which was way longer than he was supposed to stay and I told him during the interview it was my birthday and when we got done with the interview he was like hey happy birthday to you tomorrow and I was like No nah, man today's my birthday Ooh. and he was like no shit like, <laughs> hey and he told the dude he, dude he said go to the liquor store they went and bought a big old bottle of, uh, of Rossi and came back And we drank this huge bottle. He stayed like two more hours. It was we didn't even leave. I got off at midnight. We didn't even leave till like twelve thirty. Yeah, just drinking this big ass bottle, just chilling. And that was probably my most fun. Kicking it because I don't get stars. It's home. This home it reminds me of being in high school one time we was driving down the freeway in high school and uh that's when e40 just sold tapes out the liquor store and it was straight just local and nobody listened to e40 unless you were from Vallejo. and uh he went driving by us in the car and i remember we flipped out like we was little girls man we was like it's <laughs> e40
3: driving e40
2: he was like 17 years old, 16, fucking dude's acting like a fool in 40. So I really, that was probably my, my favorite moment. It was really just that simplest. Because in the end, I've never really been like, oh, my God, it's so-and-so. I don't, you know, a lot of people, you don't see me taking pictures with artists coming through. Most of the time it's because one of my coworkers is like, we got to take a picture. And then that's how you end up seeing me in a picture. I don't like looking at myself. So I, I stay away from pictures. Yeah. But I've never cared. And I can tell you more stories about the people who I didn't meet. And and how... Or I didn't care to meet them. And my favorite one is Eminem. Mm. When Eminem first came out, I heard this one single, you know, My Name Is... Or what was it? Which one was the first one? I think uh, it was Nine the, Inch Nails. I think it was My you know, Name Is. Yeah. yeah, okay, My Name Is. So I hear this single, and I'm like, this dude sounds like Easy E to me. Like, I'm like, you know, and not... In a way that I respected. Not like yeah. the easy E I love, but like mm-hmm. this copy like sound to me mm-hmm. first time I heard it. And Sway plays it. I worked with Sway at KML. And um uh, Sway plays him and he and he gives him gives him, you know, his stamp and I'm listening, I'm like, this song is just so cheesy. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like it's just it's a one hit wonder I, I just don't see anything. And I didn't hear anything else. I just hear this one single that Sway plays on the radio because Sway was quitting to go work at MTV. Mm-hmm. And so he was breaking all the rules, and he was like, I'm not supposed to play this. But I'm going to play this on the radio. And he's breaking these rules. So I hear it. And about a week later, they're saying this guy is coming down to Tower Records in San Francisco. And they're <laughs> like, come on down. you got to meet him because he calls himself Slim Shady and you Slim, so you got to meet him. And I'm like, "And I don't want to meet this dude. <laughs> so... Cause I'm like he ain't gonna do nothing, right? right? Just yeah. and this is the Pins story of out. my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't ask me if you're gonna blow up. Okay, <laughs> don't don't ask me. Cause I was like well, this ain't gonna happen, and so. I sent out my street team staff, not even my best staff, because I was a street team director at KML. Mm-hmm. and because uh, I worked on the morning show with everybody. And uh, I said, out my staff. I remember a shitty staff. I said, I just didn't care. I still remember this, because they came back. And they were like, he was so cool, yo, and he totally wanted to meet you. Like, we told him about you, and he was hella hyped to meet you. And they were like, and he signed this for you. And he gave me this sticker. There was this big old sticker. that would say, "Hi, my name is," and on the back you wrote this fucking paragraph. It was like, "Hey, Slim, what's up, man? I don't meet many people named Slim. It would have been really cool <laughs> to meet you next time I'm in town. I'm we'll gonna say what's up and blah 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 uh, and banana, right?" And I'm sitting at my desk. I still remember this. I'm sitting at my desk and this girl came in. She gave me that and I read it and so on. And I took it and I was just like, "Yeah, whatever." And I tossed it in the garbage. Oh, I tossed damn. that shit in the garbage. He was and, like, and they gave me a T-shirt too. They gave me a T-shirt too. They gave me this T-shirt too, and I kept the T-shirt. I still have the T-shirt because I use it to remember that I fucking threw this thing in the garbage. Oh nah, damn. And, and then you know he blows the fuck up and becomes the greatest thing of all time for a while, right? And we'd be coming to the radio station and so on. And I never would get to meet him. And I'm like, I totally fucked up having my in with this big star where i could have worked it out and you know and had exclusive interviews and all this shit all if i had just gone to tower records that one day right and shook the man's hand Mm -hmm. you know and said hey man it's cool to have the same name i could have had this deep relationship possibly (laughs) where i could have been like yeah i'll call him up we see if we go when he's coming back to denver you know but but nah slim didn't want to go to the tower records (laughs) and and i've done that so many times i did that shit to maya
0: how do you do that shit to Maya? How do you do it, it to Maya? Even I if you that, didn't, yeah, you I did. have to be counseled. But bro. see, I didn't know
2: it was Maya because I found her backstage wandering around at this concert yeah. in a jumpsuit, in a little blue uh, workout jumpsuit, and she had her <laughs> little bag, and she was lost. That was reason. And she enough. was completely lost by herself. Well, you didn't see. When she first came out, you got to remember, there, she didn't do all the makeup and everything. Uh, She's right. just a little tiny, cute, petite, average. It's just a girl. Yeah. It's just a girl. I'm not I don't, hey, what's up, you know? Yeah. I'm not some super dog, nothing like that. It's, <laughs> it's just a girl. So I'm like, yeah, 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 you come over here later. See you later. You know, she was lost, took her to a little room. <laughs> later on, everybody was like, oh, we're going to go get Maya. And out comes this little girl all dressed up now. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. that's the girl, that I, I was I, Cold shouldered her. <laughs> I was like, "You lost. All right, you come this way. You go that way. You be all right." You know, and I did that to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that to Destiny's Child. Oh man. my gosh! And when they first came out, if you remember their first album, like the Beehive, here that first album yeah. didn't do as good as as everybody thinks. You know, if you, right. if you really go back and look, it was right. still it was, was still it, a big uh, album. "Writings on the Wall." I don't remember, but if you if you look at, <laughs> if you look and compare the numbers on the first one to like the second one, you'd be like, okay, you know, things changed. Yeah. So they're all at this concert. And you know they do those, those photo shoots where when you 're an opening artist when you be- when you begin, you don 't just go backstage and disappear after you perform, you open up and then they send you around to like where the beers are and so right. on, and they put up a backdrop and you take pictures, and people can come and take pictures right. Well, there's them them girls. Was it four or five? I remember when we first started. It was four, right? Four original yeah, was, Destiny Child. Yeah, okay, four yeah. original. Yeah. Um, alcohol people. That's why I stopped drinking. Everything <laughs> we'll blurs together. Next, yeah. no uh, <laughs> they they're they're there in a the little picture booth, and nobody was going up to take pictures with them. Nobody. And I was the street team director, and I should have gone over there and started getting people over to you know come take pictures with this brand new group and so on. But I was like, they ain't gonna be around next year. <laughs> <laughs> And I off. They was little kids, man. They was yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's the story of my life. So, like I said, up
0: the stories if you want to blow up.
2: Don't ask me if I'm. You know like what? Slim.
0: Ignore you. <laughs> yeah, if I, if
2: I if I tell you, oh, yeah, you won't be here next year. You are
1: there, yeah. out of here.
2: Yeah, because yeah, if I tell you you're going to blow up, you know, a number of people I told you going to blow up, I was like, you're going to be around forever. I said that to Obi Trice. I was like, man, you in there, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, after
2: fucking up the Eminem, I meet Obi Trice. I was like, dude, you in there, man. You dropped this out, and we got some teeth, man. I said, with the name and everybody that you're working with, you're going to do great, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> one. Flopsy. Just one. God damn. But yeah, you don't want me to
0: sign on it for you. Yeah. All I, right, man. I, I hear hits, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. You're going to hear them before they pop. Mm. All right, to kind of uh, shift the conversation, you got a very motivational story. And to play off these last couple stories you told, that all-involved artists getting you fucked up.
2: Everything that always involved getting me fucked up in yeah, life, man.
0: Uh, sobriety, how That's long have you been sober? Uh, September 11th is going to be two years. Hey, clap it up. Hey. September 11th,
2: 2018, two years, two years. And uh, it's probably been one of the best things ever in my life. One of the greatest things that I could have done for my sanity, for for my mental health. Uh, I'm still working on my mental health because, please believe, I, I'm gonna call it out like I like 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 I feel it in life. Everybody in this room got mental health problem to deal with. Right. It don't mean that you're suffering. Don't mean that you got some issue. It doesn't. You know, like that you know should be afraid of right you know but it might be a piece of depression you know it, it might be a piece of self-doubt mm-hmm. you know um it might be an overabundance of confidence that you don't deserve to have <laughs> <laughs> you never know what it is you know but um my sobriety has been one of the greatest things that's happened to me, and finding it and realizing that that's what I needed to uh, help myself and to continue to grow right. has been so important. And, man, I, I know a lot of people say I've become a preacher of it. You know, I've been, I share it with the hopes that it'll open up other people's eyes because I see so many people suffering uh, in addictions to drugs and alcohol. Uh, even to sex to women mm-hmm. uh, women addiction to men you know men addiction to men women addiction to women just addictions of all mm-hmm. kinds right that I see where uh, you hurt yourself you know too much of any you know too right. much of anything mm-hmm. you know and, and you start to pursue things you, you look for love, you look for that high you know, and th- I see a lot of people suffering, and a lot of people don 't even know when they 're suffering but um I was suffering for a long time. Uh, Even before I moved here in 2001, I was already suffering with uh, drug addictions and alcohol addictions. And it was something that I didn't realize I was suffering in because, man, I work in entertainment. Right. I'm supposed to be out at these things. You you know, I'm at the bar. If I'm at the bar, we we having drinks. You know, we're going to the concert. We having drinks. Right. You know, we gonna chat about going. You know, what we we back in the day to do this. We're having drinks. I did my radio show having drinks because it it made me my personality come out. Made Mm -hmm. me say some more wild shit. You know, made me say the shit that I I may not even say shit I don't even agree with. You know, but it might get your attention. Right. And if it gets your attention, I'm doing my job. You know, because that's what my job is: get your attention, make you pay attention to this radio. So that alcohol would fuel all kinds of things. Every bad thing that I've done in my life, there was alcohol involved or or drugs. But that's for every bad thing. Wow! I can't say that there's a bad thing. Maybe in in my childhood, right. you know. You know, I break a window on purpose at 15. No drugs or alcohol involved with that. Just want to be a hoodlum. Right. You know, but you grow up and, and, you know, want to be a good person, but then you're still doing bad shit. All the bad shit I did at that point was from drugs or alcohol. Mm -hmm. All the women that I hurt, all the people that I did dirt to, you know, all the people I said wrong things about. If I said a bad thing about you, I promise you in my heart is I'm not a bad person. That shit all comes from the drugs and the alcohol. Right. You know, and I got to the point uh, where I thought I needed alcohol for everything. Uh, I'm an addict in general. I, I will be addicted to just about anything. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I thought I had easy addictions like video games and shit. You know, <laughs> I know that I can. Uh, I, I have uh, I had drug addictions, but they weren't the same thing. My drug addictions would stem from my alcohol addictions. Wow. You eliminate the alcohol from my life. I got no desire for your fucking drugs. Right. You know? But you put that alcohol in my life and you put that cocaine back out there and suddenly what the fuck's going on?
3: Wow.
2: You know? You know? And I did the partying with the ecstasy and all that shit too. Right. You know? And you think it's cool. and you <laughs> No, it's not cool. Right. I, I can't even find a way to justify what you, you think it's cool. Like yeah. In, in the moment uh, it all seems moment, fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the moment it seems fun. Right. But it ain't never fun the next morning. Mm-hmm. It ain't fun the shit that you do. And even those times where you're like, man, nothing bad happened. All we did was have a good time.
0: Yeah, but well, weigh those with
2: the other ones that you didn't. Right. And, weigh, and weigh, weigh your health against that too, mm-hmm. you know. But,
0: so when was that moment, just that defining moment, like, you know what, this shit is a problem. Like rock Look, bottom. Well, yeah. see, th- see, those moments,
2: I got to the point where I accepted that I was an alcoholic. I want to say I did that probably about 2008. Yeah. And I knew that I was a drinker with a heavy drinking problem, but I turned it into a joke. See, I'm on the radio, mm-hmm. and you all can see me. And when you see me out and about, you see me drunk. When you meet me, you're like, man, you smell like vodka. Yeah. Right. It's because I'm the world's greatest drunk DJ. Didn't you know? Mm-hmm. You know? I am. A, yeah, I'm an alcoholic. I, mean, I light the party up. Right. It wasn't. I didn't say I was an al- I used to say I was an alcoholic on the radio all the time, but never in the, never in the way that it meant. I, I said it with pride. And
1: it's crazy how people don't take that seriously as mm-hmm. they would. Yeah, because they, you just like I said, just like I can tell you, I'm an
2: alcoholic and smile about it. You can look at it like that and go,
1: oh, yeah, he doesn't mean the alcoholic. Yeah. Like,
2: alcohol. Hey, yeah, give you him know? a shot. But it some of your friends say shit like that to you and you're not hearing it. Right. They're screaming it at you, but you're not hearing it because they also are trying to hide it at the same time. Mm. They're telling you they got a problem, but they don't want to. <laughs> they want you to say something to help them. They really do. Right. But. They know you're not going to the way they're presenting it. Right. You know, so I started being this alcoholic on the radio. I'd be drunk on the radio. All right, folks, understand that you heard me. You have, If you listened to me on the radio before two years ago, you heard me drunk on the radio. Right. That's what you heard. Wow. All right. I figured out how to get from my radio station. And this is going back to KS 107.5. We ain't talking about this company, but we go way back. All right. I'd hire interns who you needed to learn to go to the liquor store for me. Yeah. And they will tell you that. I learned how to get to the liquor store from my current job in seven minutes. Round trip. Yeah. Because that's two songs. Okay? That's how I operate. (laughs) Two songs, yo. That's crazy. In two songs, I'm going to be downstairs from the seventh floor. I'm going to get downstairs. I'm going to get across the street. I'm going to get in that liquor store. I'm going to make my order. I'm going to get back across the street. Drink one of those while I'm coming across the street. Get back upstairs, seven floors, back on the air, and in seven minutes be talking again. And you guys don't even know what I just did. Wow. All right? And so I was operating like that. And then on my weekends and on my evenings, so I'm drunk already starting at noon. I'm, I'm already getting drunk. Right. You get off the radio, you ain't stopping. So I go home, I go get myself five, six more shooters, keep on drinking. Mm-hmm. That's how I did it. I thought if I was drinking shooters, I was monitoring myself. Mm. Except Instead you go buy five, six, and you walk back down to the liquor store. The liquor store is walking distance from my house. I go buy four more. Mm. I wait another hour, go buy four more. You understand? I don't bring them all the way home. I'm drinking them on the way home.
0: Right. We're drinking
2: back and forth. We, I, I have one in my pocket while I walk to the liquor store to go buy some. Dude, I don't stop. I go, buy on a, I go home on a Friday night, and I would buy the biggest bottle. You know that big bottle that looked like a fucking stuffed animal of vodka? Yeah. That giant Smirnoff bottle where you, you, you could hug that motherfucker? Mm-hmm. I'd go buy that thing, and I'd get into bed. i get off the radio at 7 o'clock. I'd get into bed at 9 o'clock with that bottle, and I'd start drinking it. And I drink it and drink it until I pass out. I wake up at two thirty, three in the morning. That bottle right next to me. Wow. I start drinking it. Happy because I'm like, oh, I got all this time. It's not even Saturday morning yet. Right. Then I drink that shit and wake up. Now it's 10 a.m., 11 a.m. I'm like, fuck yeah. I got all a Saturday to drink this bottle. And I drink it again until suddenly I'm passed out. It's 8 o'clock now. Now, mind you, have I talked about food? No. Nope. Because that's all I was doing is drinking. Right. All right. Now it's 2 a.m. Sunday morning. You know. I wake up. Still got that bottle. I'm in my bed. I haven't showered. I haven't done nothing. This is my weekend. Yeah. All right. This is the regular weekend. I drink, keep drinking. Sunday, I get up. I'm so hungry. All I've had is alcohol. I have a two-little two floor uh, townhome. I sleep on the second floor. Kitchen on the first floor. I crawl. All right and i don't and I'm not exaggerating when I say I crawl right all right I crawl on my hands and knees, pulling my body to the refrigerator because I can't walk Shh. because all I have in my system is alcohol and no food and no substance, no substance so i I crawl okay to the to the refrigerator mm-hmm. and I can't sit up to to get food out of it, and I pull food out of the refrigerator mm. just pu- pulling it out like. Like, like I'm scavenging, just my arm barely being able to pull it, to put it in my mouth. And I take a couple of bites and swallow that food and lay back and wait for some energy to kick in. So now I can sit up and put my hand back in the refrigerator and I'll grab three grapes and put those down and keep putting just a little food in my system until now I can stand up. And I stand up, walk back upstairs, get back in that bed and pick up that bottle of alcohol and drink it some more. And you you do that over and over. Right. And it becomes a cycle. And so, my breaking point, my low point, I don't know, I had so many. Lost relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, I lost a job in 2010, and it was mostly because of alcohol. Was what led to the the issues that happened was alcohol. Not mostly, it was alcohol. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how I ended up leaving KS1075. Thankful for it now. But... That's how I ended up leaving was because of alcohol. Right. And that should have been a breaking point. It wasn't. The numerous relationships, the house falling apart. All those things should have been moments that made me wake up, but they wasn't. Mm. One day, summer of uh, 2016, my mother came out to visit me for the month of July. And uh, she came to my house and she was like, this place is a fucking disaster. She was like, how do you live like this? And I was like, everything's fine. And I was like, it's just dirty. I'm a bachelor. How do you live like this? This is embarrassing. Right. So she spent a week cleaning my house. Every day I would come home. and She's here on vacation. Mm-hmm. She's cleaning. She's scrubbing the kitchen and all this different shit. Yeah. And, I'm, and she's giving me shit about it. I love my mama. She's giving me a lot of shit about it. And uh, I'm seeing these things. And it hurts, but I'm just blacking it out. My mom drinks too. So I'm like, we just have some drinks together. One night we get really drunk. And my roommate lives in the basement. He comes up. He's drunk. i know him for 20-plus years. That's why I live in my basement. Take care of your friends. Uh, He comes upstairs, and we're all drunk. And he says to me, we've got an argument about something. And he says to me, you're just a fucking drunk right there in front of my mother, the way we're sitting here. Mm -hmm. One of you to the right, one of you to the left of me, and I'm in the middle. He says, you're just a fucking drunk. And I said, he's holding a bottle of fucking alcohol in his hand when he says that. I said, how fucking dare you say that shit to me? Why you fucking holding a bottle of alcohol? And you gonna call me a drunk? What the fuck you talking about? Right. And he goes, "Yeah, you're a fucking loser, piece of shit." I say it in front of your mother. I was Mm. like, "Fuck you." And at this point, I'm ready to fight. And my mom's got her arms out. Now she's kind of maneuvered in the middle, and she's like, "You guys stop." And he walks down, slams his door, going downstairs. She turns to me and she goes, "You know he's right." I said, "What?" she goes you're a fucking loser Mm. my mother never called me nothing like that in my life my mother doesn't even curse he's right you're a fucking loser and you you need to get your shit together and that shit stuck with me it hurt it hurt but it didn't do nothing yet it didn't do nothing it just it hurt and we went about the vacation and so on and then uh, a couple of weeks after that my mom had already gone home I was a drunk off my ass and going to work on a Saturday and I had all these bottles of alcohol with me and a cigarette in my mouth and mm-hmm. walked into the building and my coworker was in my studio and I didn't expect her to be there because it's my studio right it's my office and there she was uh she said what are you doing because I walked in with bottles in my hand and everything I said uh I came to work She said you're drunk you can't work I, said, I do this all the time said, I'll be fine and I lit that cigarette up right there in the studio, right indoors, mm-hmm. with her in the room. And she said, what the fuck are you doing? And she jumped up and she ran out the room. She said, how fucking dare you? And she closed the door. And I sat there for a second like, whatever. And then I told you I'm a good person. My heart started to crack right then. And I was like, right, right. what did I do? Like, This isn't right. And I went outside and I said to her, I said, I'm sorry. You know, I shouldn't have done that. And she said, "Now you got a problem. She said, look at you. She's like, you, you all right with this? You got a problem. And she had done some dealings with her uh, with addiction. Mm-hmm. And she knew what I was going through. And she was like, we got to do something about you. And she's like, do you want to do something? And I was like, I do, but I don't know what to do. Mm. She said, we'll get you in a program. I said, "Not no, no, tonight." They're getting me in no program. So that's too much. I said, I, I can't do that. She said, well, you got to do something. Right. And I went home. And I just thought about what she said really Mm -hmm. the fact that i had to do something was sitting on me what my mom had said was sitting on me and i didn't know what to do but i knew that this alcohol was fucking up my life right and that i was just fucking at its mercy at this point right
1: and that it's gonna kill me eventually so not to not to interrupt so like no one so before then no one had said anything like hey girlfriends so that was it? No. Yeah. My mom would tell me, I mean, numerous times. It ain't the first time my mom had said something about my drinking. Right.
2: She'd even told me that the girlfriend was going to leave me. She was right. like, that girl going to leave you one day because of this alcohol. Like, yeah, whatever. Whatever.
0: Everybody just, that Slim's thing. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm a wow. drinker. So
2: I made a decision, I want to say around end of August, beginning of September, right before Labor Day. I said, I'm going to quit drinking. And I did, didn't know how to do that. So the only thing I knew was we're all friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I got 3,000-plus people there watching what I do. I go out to these clubs and bars. I always bump into somebody. I walk around in the mall. I always bump into one person anywhere I go. I'm going to bump into one person every single day. It's the story of my life. Right. So I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going on Facebook, and I'm telling everybody I got a drinking problem so that when you see me, and if I look drunk or if I'm holding alcohol, you can judge me. You can point your finger. You can go, what the fuck's your problem? You're drunk. You're, you're an alcoholic. You said it and I see it. Right. I wanted to make myself accountable. I wanted to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. I wanted everybody to know so that maybe I could finally take these steps. Because then I can't live in the shadows and hide from it. Y'all don't know that I was living with a bottle in my bed. Right. I can't live in the shadows and hide from it. So if everybody knows, that's going to be my first step to finding my recovery. Mm. Uh, and for nine days, it felt like three or four weeks. Mm. I kept saying I'm going to quit. And the first day, uh, I went to a class. And I got out of the class. And I was like, that was really cool. I said, but I'm shaking. I don't know if I was shaking. I still don't think I was shaking. Well. As a matter of fact, no, I wasn't shaking. I told myself I was shaking. Withdrawals real, though. Right. Understand that, people. This is the part I'm going to tell you later. Understand that. withdrawals real. But I thought I was shaking, so I made an excuse to uh, go get myself a couple of shooters. So I would fail each day. And each day I would get a couple more after failing. I'd make it 12, 18 hours, 16 hours and be like, oh, yeah. But I'm shaking. So I just, you know, too, because I'm going through this withdrawal after about a week I'm saying I was going through this withdrawal. I broke down. It was Friday, after I had gone on Facebook and told everybody I'm gonna get sober. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna succeed. Mm-hmm. I got drunk at 10:30 in the morning. And I was drunk off my ass in the parking lot of my radio station, crying in my car, looking up at the at the ceiling of my car, going, "What the fuck am I doing? Mm. With shooters in my hand, going, "What the fuck am I doing?" And I gave up. I said, "I'm just gonna fucking get fucking obliterated." I remember I was slurring on the radio that day so hard. I needed a glass of water every time I said two words. Wow, it was so bad. And I got off the air, and I went home, and I cried, and I got drunker and drunker. And a friend of mine came over the next day, and she was like, "We got to make you quit. You said you're gonna quit." And I was like, "I need help. I don't know what to do." And uh, she said, "I'm gonna stay with you here all day." And she said, "And we're gonna we're gonna hang out." And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna drink. And I'm hungover from Friday." Right. She said, "Well, you can have two. So we had the two drinks and we hung out and uh, she left and she came back the next day before I could get to the liquor store. She said, we're going to hang out all day, you know, so you can make it this uh, 24 hours. And uh, once again, it was Sunday and she hung out to about, I don't say about eight o'clock. She said, I have to go. I have to get ready for work in the morning. I my own life's live. She said, you only got four hours. You can make it. And I said, all right. Then I sat there in my house and it was I think like I said she about left about 8 mm-hmm. by 8.30 I was sitting on the edge of my bed going fuck this I need two shooters that's what I need I just need two right I need two wow. yeah I need them bad and I was about to get up and leave my house and uh, I got a phone call from a friend from high school that I probably hadn't talked to in over 10 years she called me up and her name is Angela I love you Angela and she called me up and she said, hey, Shannon, how you doing? I haven't, we haven't talked in a long time. I said, yeah. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm sitting on my bed. I said, what are you doing? She said, well, I'm crying because I have to call you and, and tell you, you know, last week you went on Facebook. and You told everybody you have an alcohol problem and that you're trying to quit drinking. She said, I've been thinking about what you said every day since then. She said, I sat down with my husband today and I told him I'm an alcoholic and I need help. I said, Angela, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed and I'm ready to leave my house right now because I can't stop drinking. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't know what to do. I said, you called me at the best time you could ever call somebody ever right now. Damn. Because I know what you're going through. And we sat on the phone and we started talking about what we went through and how, how we were suffering. And then we started talking about life. Life is dope. <laughs> and we started talking about being kids again in high school. And suddenly it was 11.45. And she said, you know, I was, she was on the East Coast. She said, this is like almost two out here. Wow. I said, I got to go to sleep. She said, but thanks for talking to me. I said, well, thanks for talking to me, Angela. And I got off the phone. It was about 11.50. I remember looking at the, the the clock. And I didn't need to go to the bar. That's not how I operate. Mm-hmm. And I watched those minutes count down till midnight with tears in my eyes. Because when I made it to midnight, I had made it for 24 hours finally. wow! wow. And I hadn't made it 24 hours. I made plenty of times where you could stop drinking for a moment. Where you could you could stop drinking for a moment. Because you were so hungover, so you took a day or two off. That's when you think you're okay. Because you're like, no, I quit drinking. No, you right. quit drinking because you took two days off because you was so fucking hungover before. That's the days off you took. You didn't take real days off. You didn't take, man, I took days off because I don't need to drink. Right. You took days off because you was too sick to drink. So I finally took 24 hours where I, I didn't drink. And I went into work the next day and I told everybody, I said, I'm at 24 hours and 32 hours or whatever I said to them at the time. And I got a little soul clap. I got a little, yeah, like, because they heard my problems. I told them. they knew, They were aware. Don't think you walk around drunk all the time and people don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So I kind of started counting off those days. and Literally, what I did for my recovery is I I would get off work and remind myself that those shakes weren't real. Right. And I would go home and I would clean my house and clean my house and clean my house. And I scrubbed my house from top to bottom every day. I got secrets to house cleaning. Y'all don't even believe the real talk. I can tell you about easy, uh, easy off oven cleaner. will clean your floor tile and your bathroom tile really well. Um, and I, I just started to count and I started to make it these days and, and immediately, immediately see improvements in my life and in my way of thinking. And I made it to November and my mother came to visit me and, she saw my house all clean, and she saw me sober, and she was like, this is amazing. And she told me, she goes, you know, I, I drink a lot, too. And she goes, but I want to I wanna cut down my drinking. She goes, because I see what it's doing for you. And right. She goes, and I want to inspire you, too, and I want to make you feel better. Wow. And I said, right on, Mom. That's awesome. And she said, don't tell anybody in the family. She said, I want to keep it to myself, you know. I said, cool. And that was in November. And I remember because it was the election and we sat there and she got so sick to her stomach because Trump won. She got so sick. <laughs> and then she left. And I was going to see my mom for Christmas the following month, December, obviously. And uh, I got a call December 18th. I was standing in Lumber Liquidators from our radio station. And I remember promoting buy some floors. And my aunt called and she said, your mother's in the hospital. And I said, well, what's going on? They said, she has jaundice. Mm. I said, I don't know what that is. I called my mom because she was able to talk. And she was like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. She said, I'll see you in a few days. Well, in those few days when I finally got there, on the 23rd, she was still in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ended up telling us that your mother's in the hospital because uh, she's having liver failure. Wow. Cirrhosis of the liver from alcoholism. Uh, it was probably caused... By her, this is why I say to be careful with your withdrawal you should see a doctor it was probably caused by her, her trying to quit drinking um, that may not be entirely the case but that's what I kind of have believed she got cirrhosis of the liver and she died 18 days after it was January 5th 18 days after that first phone call I received and she passed away and I watched what happens when somebody dies from cirrhosis of the liver firsthand by her bedside. And I saw what that looks like. when the person you love the most. Cause my mother is an angel. Mm-hmm. woman slapped me two times in my life. I deserved it both. woman is an angel. Wouldn't curse. Told me to stop cursing so much. Wow. Right? When you see the most wonderful person you know in your life pass away before you. And it's from something that is destroying their body that we all think is okay that consumes people and when you see the blood come out of every part of the body that you don't blood ain't supposed to come out of it changes how you how you see different things and it changed my recovery Mm. because before my recovery was about day to day and i'm suffering and this is really fucking hard and it suddenly became fuck you alcohol and fuck your addictions and fuck what you do to people and how you hurt people and destroy lives. And so now I stay sober for my mother. And I don't need, I need nothing to remind me how to stay sober. Right. I know exactly why. Why I don't drink. Sure. And I started to share that more and more on the radio. And when I shared it more on the radio, I realized that there's a lot of people out there suffering. Mm-hmm. And they can't talk to nobody about it. But when they hear other people talking about it, it helps wake them up to their suffering. Right. And either they come to me or they come to other people and they seek the help that they need. And so I've been working on that. That has been my goal for the last year and 10 months is to spread this message. It started about spreading it because I was proud of myself. But now it's about spreading it to save other people. You can only save yourself. I can't do it, but I can help wake you up. And so can everybody else. There's a lot of us that want to wake you up. Right. That just want you to be okay. We can't fix everything. We just want to make it a little bit easier on you and don't want to see you go through this. It's not, it's not it. I didn't, I shouldn't have put myself through it and then to have to watch somebody else die from it. Right. And we got these addiction problems. It's real serious right now. Everybody's talking just about opioids because that starts to hit communities that aren't used to that hitting their community. Mm-hmm. But let's not back, let's, let's, let's back up and still remember what's going on in other communities that ain't opioids. Right. You know, and how simple you can get into these addictions, because you can buy a lot of them legally. You can get your prescriptions legally. You can get your alcohol legally. Mm-hmm. You know. Man. So, yeah. and and and, <laughs> and and real talk, real
0: quick, like,
2: i I I play the I, I play hip hop, yo. All right, I play this music for our young kids and so on. Yeah, I grew up off of some gangster rap, you know. And sometimes you got deep in my head thought I, w- I, w- I was a gangster just because <laughs> I listened too much shit. Right. Real talk. Started wanting to do shit that you ain't even really about. But when we were growing up, you had plenty of songs about drugs and alcohol. Those songs back when we were growing up. We're about selling that drugs and alcohol. It was about slaying. It was about don't get high off your own supply. And even that dope dealer felt bad fucking up his community. Right. Nowadays, we got these songs. I'm sorry about our kids are singing these songs. Were they real happy to pop these pills? Even Eminem, when he was telling you about popping his pills, he wasn't real happy about popping these pills. Right. Listen closely to what he was saying. He wasn't truly glorifying shit. We're straight glorifying things now, kids. All right, you gotta. We gotta. We gotta think about that. You can't. We can't just think that this is. Oh well, it's a party lifestyle. It's what we're doing. It's what we're promoting. All right. we we're, we're 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 doing this to our own communities. We're not even the ones that buy the music. Right.
1: That's real. So what can we expect from the new the new path the new direction, the new Slim?
2: What do you expect from me?
1: Mm-hmm. What is I, it? I got to take care of me.
2: Okay. You know, like, everybody's got to take care. You know, when it comes to something like this, I still got to take care of me. But mm-hmm. what can you really, truly expect? The fact that I want to put you on the same path. I want to help you. I want to lead you there. Where where we, where we, I'm at right now, I'm still so new in this. I can't teach anybody how to do it. Everybody's got different paths. There's so many different paths to recovery. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you that what worked for me is going to work for you. Right. And what worked for you probably would never work for me, you know. But I could tell you that I really care deeply about these people in these streets and what we're going through. And we spend a lot of time hating on each other, pushing people down, not taking care of each other's businesses, not taking care of each other's families, each other's communities. Do you know all your neighbors? If you're listening right now, how many of your neighbors can you name around your place? Right. Because I can name all four corners of mine. Mm. I don't even like one of them. He knows he don't <laughs> like me. We still look out for each other and I don't like him. He knows it. He can hear me through my window saying I don't like him. <laughs> and if I came, if somebody came to his door, he know the first person that's going to tell him, "Hey, you got problems outside." is going to be me. Right. You yeah. know. So, you want what you can expect from me is to continue to try and, and be somebody who wants to lead our, compu- our, our, our community in a, in a positive direction. That wants to bring us together. That wants to s- I ain't going to do radio forever. My my future, I hope is in community relations Mm. and in doing things that that speak about what's going on and what we're going through and and how we the things that we need help with and the things that we can do to help each other Mm. you know breaking down some of these walls we all got still because the walls are being built faster right now than we can take them down right that's true and that's for real like the people that were your friends a couple of years ago are not your friends now because of some political bullshit, and they won't. And and neither side could let it go. Right. You know, we just as quick to turn on them too. Like, no, nah, you heard what you said. I can't be your friend. Wait a minute. A few years ago, we were friends. There's other shit going on here that's got people thinking like this.
1: Right. Yeah. She's real. Yeah, yeah, the she's com- real. The conversation needs to be had, like we said in the beginning. A yeah, discourse. Right, right, right. Everything should be talked about. You got to keep talking about shit.
0: We happy we got you, man. <laughs> you, you, you're getting healthy. I see you out there trying to yeah, get your, so, uh, your Slim Swole on. You, you're looking good. You're sounding good. Still going strong. Yeah. So, let's, matter of fact, let's clap it up. Hey. Oh, oh it broke it. the
2: table again. <laughs> trying to break the
0: damn table again. Yeah, man. And so, so Dad,
2: real quick, people, and now yeah, I, I do a, 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 an extra podcast kind of program like you guys do, another sure. radio program, besides just trying to play, you know, top 40 music and yeah, old school. And it's not even that I want to plug it. I just want to let people know that, you know, when you get into radio, you guys are asking about radio and so on. I got into radio originally all about me, 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 and fun, 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 and pay these bills and so on. But when you start to do something and you've worked in one when I worked, I felt the same way when I was leaving California. Now I've been here for 17 years. I've been on the radio here for 17 years. That's raising generations of people sometimes, mm. you know, and you, you start to really care about what's going on. So instead of just being about radio and, and the fun and let me get this paycheck, I want to, when I'm done with this, I want people to be able to look back and be like, that dude that was on the radio, he was trying to do things for our community. Wow. He wasn't just on there playing this music and shit. Right. He really fucking cared. And he was trying to do something that, that was more than playing these, these fucking songs. Right, right. So I spend quite a bit of my week each week putting together a program where it's all about bringing in different people that go through addiction. And they share their stories. Mm-hmm. Some of them are three months sober. Some of them are 25 years. And they come in and they tell you what they've done, the time that they've spent in prison. The 14 felonies that they might have on their back, and yet they continue forward in life, and they're successful, and they're buying houses, and they succeed. Most of the people that we know that are in trouble, that are, have some kind of l- legal trouble, mm-hmm. a lot of it comes from addiction. Don't fool yourself. A lot of the mistakes they made came from alcohol or drugs. It could just simply be as simple as, I was drunk and made a stupid decision. Sometimes it's, I was doing this because I'm an addict. No, you said you were doing this so you could pay your bills. Right. Yeah, well, you didn't tell you, you, I didn't tell you about the $1,000 drug bill I also have. Mm. You're just thinking about my house bills and my car bills, and that's why I do this dirt. I also got this other bill that you don't know about. You know, a lot of the people that are suffering are do, doing that through their addictions. And so when you want to judge somebody when they come out of jail off of their addictions, you go, why can, how can somebody can be a hero after they come out of jail? I have a lot of heroes that I know that have long-term prison sentences that they went through, and they're heroes now. You know what? Because you can come out, you can get sober, you can clean up, and you can be a part of society, and you can do things for people. Right. Shit, that's the
1: knowledge right there. That's real. So, yeah, so as far as uh, social media, how can people get in contact with you? How can people follow you? Yeah, I don't you? need all that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm, I'm not really on top of all that like I'm supposed to get in trouble for it. Because they want me to be on top of it. But Facebook dot com slash slim on the radio. Sorry, I keep breaking this table. <laughs> Facebook dot com slash slim on the radio just look up Sennon Rodriguez. You'll find me. If not, you'll find this old dude that's my father. And he'll talk your ear off. So make sure you don't click on the bald version of me. Balder and big cheeks. And I'm on Instagram. I think it's at Slimland. I might have like eight pictures there. If y'all you know, push me maybe I'll put more up. Yeah, man. How can, the, that, how can people check out the whatever?
1: How could people check out the podcast?
2: Go on Facebook and go to facebook. dot com slash sos sharing our stories. Just okay. Google sharing our stories. That's what that program is about. Uh, I'm really thankful to my radio station for giving me 30 minutes to do something like that. Um, but even if it wasn't for the radio, I would. Man, podcast is dope. Man, I'm you know, lying. If y'all you know put together a whole page, and you need other podcasts. We can move ours over to yours too. Nice. <laughs>
0: We'll talk about that later, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man.
1: As far as uh, yeah, as far as paying some bills, hey, if you see some of this uh, fresh gear that my man graffiti hold got, hold up, on, hold
0: up. I saw the other one.
1: Y'all got to loosen up when you pay the bills. Use radio voice, <laughs> okay? So I need you to be
2: like, hey, man, shout out some of this fresh gear real quick.
1: Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's not even my natural so you know, uh, <laughs> vibrato. Uh, we can we can do it in a, so smooth. Uh, it's always so smooth. Yeah. In generic radio voice. In generic radio voice. Well, we give it to me. Do we have any
2: Hell no, I can do it in generic radio voice right for
1: you. <laughs> is it life, is shop? life is dope Life is dope. Life is dope dot shop. Do Life is dope
2: shop dot shop. Do it one more time. Life is dope shop.
1: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, want... ladies and
2: gentlemen. Life and dope. <laughs> oh
0: man, shit. Anyway, get get, get, Go buy something off life is dope dot shop, man. Talk. It's back buy to school it. time. Go get a backpack for your for your little ones. Yeah. Um we got all kinds of stuff on there. Socks. Get some of that
1: uh water. back to school drip, you know, get the new life is dope. Yeah, man. Get dripped out.
0: Bunch of, bunch of events coming up. Rock with us. Yeah, yeah, you
2: guys got socks.
0: We got socks.
1: You do, We got life is dope socks. We, we got, got backpacks.
0: Dope socks. We got all that. We got hats. We I'm got coffee socks. mugs. Yeah, get some socks, I'm man. I'm getting socks at life is dope Instagram.
1: Yep, follow us on life follow
0: is us dope. Up. Um, tell somebody to listen to the podcast, man. Of IG course, if you're listening now, follow us. You might be listening on one platform, but we are on numerous other platforms: iHeart, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Spreaker, Google, all the good shit. Hey,
1: Spotify, we coming. We coming, oh, yeah. Spotify. We
0: waiting on them, man. Soon as Spotify gets the green light, we in there. Hopefully, Tidal wants to pay us some money in the near future, but we'll go put that out there hey. in the universe. Yeah, That's But Life works. is Dope Podcast, I'm Rafiti.
1: And I'm Davey. We out.
0: This is a Sprite, (coughs) and it tastes exactly like it sounds. That first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue, followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart. (sighs) Sprite, thirst for yours.